So what if instead of focusing on trying to figure out alcohol, you tried to figure out yourself. You learned how to do all of the things that you think alcohol is doing for you, but better. You tapped into really understanding what the messages from your body meant and how to use your emotions to your advantage and how to really expand your desires to get what it is you finally really want and have real, lasting, sustainable pleasure. That is possible for you, and it is all available to you in the self-study course, The Naturally Sober Woman. It is everything that I teach my one-on-one clients, but it is compact for you, lifetime access on demand at a super affordable price available to you right now. You're going to go to my website, marywagstaffcoach.com, right there. It'll say self-study course or follow the link in the show notes right here. Get in there. One short video, just the welcome ceremony. There's a commence, a beautiful commencement ceremony that really anchors you into your intention for wanting to make this change into your life will change your life forever. It'll put you on a trajectory of new possibility because the bigger your desire is, the easier it's going to be to say goodbye to alcohol. So go on over to my website, get inside of the Naturally Sober Woman, and I will see you in there. Do you ever feel like you're outgrowing alcohol, that you are longing for a deeper connection to life? If alcohol is keeping you playing small and feels like the one area you just can't figure out, you are in the right place. Hi, my name is Mary Wagstaff. I'm a holistic alcohol coach who ended a 20-year relationship to alcohol without labels, counting days, or ever making excuses. Now I help powerful women just like you eliminate their desire to drink on their own terms. In this podcast, we will explore the revolutionary approach of my proven five shifts process that gets alcohol out of your way by breaking all of the rules and the profound experience that it is to rediscover who you are on the other side of alcohol. I am so thrilled to be your guide. Welcome to your journey of awakening. Hello, my beautiful listeners. Welcome back to another episode of Stop Drinking and Start Living. You made it. You're here. How was your week? What did you take away from last week's episode? Did you have any new shifts and awareness about how you have gotten to where you are and really, really just owned all of your work, really just owned that alcohol didn't do anything for you, right? And I would love to hear about that. I love to hear from you about what you're taking away. And the best, absolute best place to do that is to go on to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. So in the link in the show notes, it it will take you directly to the website of the podcast on Apple Podcasts. And you should be able to just go write a review there. And there is so much, so much gratitude from my side of things. I absolutely know how beneficial this is for the show, keeping it ad free, and really for the next person to find this show just like you did, because it's so important because it continues to give people inspiration and hope that yes, it is possible to really step into a life 
the future of your life where alcohol just can be something that you used to do, somebody that you used to know, right? And I just had to say, the reason that I love this show so much and the reason that I love my approach so much and my work and my philosophy is because it really truly is getting at the roots of the anchor of why you are in this place with alcohol. It's not just about these like little tips and tricks to overcome an urge. And of course I teach emotional processing and um, mindful embodiment. Absolutely. 100%. But this is blowing up the beliefs that are, you know, in the the proverbial they of society continue to reinforce that alcohol is important, that it's a normal part of life, that emotional avoidance is a normal part of life. Um, The fact that alcohol is actually legal is when other things are illegal is just crazy when you just start to to have a wider perspective of it. But this all comes from a non-judgmental place. I mean, I truly believe people should be able to do as sovereign beings what they want when they want with their own body. Um, There is a ripple effect, of course, when things are illegal and they get into our hands. But this is really about understanding and awakening from alcohol in a way that's you moving into a bigger, brighter future where alcohol becomes a grain of sand, a pebble. And the only way to really do that is to truly dismantle the belief structure that you have around alcohol. And, you know, the the truth about it is that it's actually really easy because there is a huge part of you that doesn't believe it. The only reason that you believe it at, at all is because your body has a moment, a biological moment that says, no, actually, we do need this. All that is, is a sensation. So when we take the witness perspective and we step outside of it, right? It's like you are always the subject and the sensations are the object. Your thoughts are the object, right? So once you become aware of the object, you can move past the object. It's when your per- your perspective is so narrow that your consciousness like is absorbed in the object. So we have to take that step back, come to our senses and have a wider view. And this is a good segue into why you can't seem to get through Friday when you can get through the rest of the week. And there's a couple of reasons here. One is that our cognitive ability only can hold so much. So If you're trying not to drink intentionally and getting to the end of the week means you're good, then you, your thoughts about alcohol are that it is a reward, that it is important, right? So the, the urge and like all of the other stressors and all of the other emotional processing and thinking that you're doing to the week, your, your cognitive load gets overloaded, because the chances are <laughs> you're not transitioning by coming to your senses. The way that you're viewing alcohol and being absorbed in alcohol is probably the way that you're viewing a lot of things in your life. And this is just the nature of the mind. So it's a practice. Mindfulness is a practice that we have to take a step back and say like, okay, I'm overwhelmed right now. Why? Right? It's because you 
you as the subject have become the object, not realizing that you can take a step back, breathe, see what's around you, have that wider perspective, right? Because a miracle is simply just a shift of perspective and everything can change in an instant for you. So you're, you're kind of absorbed in the emotion, in the thinking all week and you also are probably, if you're trying to quote unquote, not drink, you're probably having like little mini urges and triggers that you're just brushing off and getting through, which is a good thing because it shows you, it gives you evidence that yes, I can get through a day that might be stressful and whatever thought, whatever is getting you through that, um, I would definitely see what that is. Is it distracting yourself? Is it avoiding it? And it's like somewhere in your subconscious, that urge is building like a pressure cooker till Friday. And then instead of, and this is my pressure cooker metaphor, instead of the steam releasing, what you do is you just turn the pressure cooker off and it all settles back down when you drink. So what happens when we have resistance and we have an urge and we allow an urge or we allow emotion and we do become the the witness of the object of the emotion or the witness of the sensation of the emotion um, or the thinking or whatever. And we become, we are the subject viewing the object outside of us, just like we would watch a movie or we would look at a tree or anything else or just view another person. Um, when we do that, the, the resistance or the sensations, they have a time span. They have a beginning, middle and end. And we can just watch it. We soften the edges. We sit, we, we, um, we just be, Michael Singer says you sit behind it and you just watch it, right? So it's like it's in front of you, you're behind it, and you have this experience. You get behind it. Um, sometimes I like to think of it as, yeah, something sitting side by side me, like I'm in a waiting room, or even something, a, a version of myself sitting in front of me, like looking back at me, or like a drone, and then can just kind of hover over myself, and I really get this bird's eye view. Um, so but if that doesn't come up and out and then you use the alcohol, right? Like reinforces all of that thinking and all of those emotions to tell you in your brain and your body, like, no, 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 you are the object too. And so the, when the, the pressure cooker doesn't release the steam, but you just turn it off and then all the steam just kind of settles back down, you've just pushed all of those back down and that's constantly reinforcing, Right constantly reinforcing that cognitive behavior, constantly reinforcing the muscle memory, constantly reinforcing that those sensations in your body are scary, right? So so there's there's that process and 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 then so what you're doing is you're building the pressure cooker and something has to pop the top, right? But it's also the way in which you're looking and you're viewing alcohol. The alcohol is still important enough that I'm going to be quote unquote good all week and then this is going to be my reward which reinforces the behavior double. And so I'll, what I'll say to that is that you don't need a reward ever. You're a grown woman and you get to have what you want whenever you want. No one needs to give you permission to do that. Okay. The only reward we ever need to have as adults, and this is another thing to unlearn from our reward centric culture that we live in, um, is the feeling of achievement, right? Like you can have ice cream every day. You can have whatever every day. I wouldn't decide to create a new habit and say, if I get through alcohol, I can have ice cream. But what you can do is say, I just made it through this entire week. I'm going to give my, I'm going to go home and put my legs up on the wall on Friday and put, and like, 
lock the door and tell, you know, whoever's in the house, like, don't bother me for a half hour, right? I'm going to give myself permission to not cook dinner on Friday for the family and tell them they have to fend for themselves or to say no, or to just like check out Friday. Like I'm to like check out of like all of the reasons that you, that you think you need that drink on Friday, right? And usually that's the pressure cooker that's built from all of the other stimuli that you've had around you in addition to postponing the inevitable, right? And it's kind of like your get out of jail free card. So you have to be on to yourself through that throughout the week. That's the solution. Be on to yourself, be honest with yourself, be having conversations with yourself, become aware, become the witness throughout the week. The other thing is how you're viewing your time right? Like your time off, quote unquote, is this time of reward. Well, if we're viewing our life like that, that like this time is not my own when I'm at work or when I'm taking care of my children or whatever, like, of course, we're going to want to check out, quote unquote, check out. But then there's that there, then like, if you could examine that, if this is my time, my time off is now my time, my time, if my time's not my own when I'm not off, and now this is my time, why do we want to check out during that time, you know, in that way? Why do we want to have less access to our awareness, to our cognition, to our energy, to our full energy, to be able to actually like do what we want to do? So, there's so much about alcohol that does just doesn't make sense and you don't even need to create a new belief to just decide that one just doesn't make sense, right? Like I remember thinking there's nothing that sounds good to me to drink, nothing that sounds good to drink and I would like wrap my head around it and try to drink something that just did, like I didn't even want it, but I never, it never dawned on me that it was just okay to not have a drink that night, right? Like I could just decide like, oh, that probably is my body telling me that I don't want to drink. So it's, it's just questioning that. Then why, then why, then don't drink, right? Then why have a drink? And so why is your time off? When your time is your own, why is that the way that you choose to spend it, right? And and do you get more out of your time when you choose to spend it in that way? And then, of course, Friday rolls over to Saturday and Saturday rolls over to Sunday. And then it's like, oh, back on the wagon on Monday, right? And it's just this perpetual behavior. So checking in with your urges that are building throughout the week, checking with like your other emotions throughout the week and, and, and how you're you're, you're looking at your other quote unquote problems or stressors, because once we can mitigate from the outside in, that's why the five shifts process works for everything. Mindfulness works for everything. We get to become the witness of all of the ways that we're choosing to interpret the, the object in front of us, right? And so when the object in front of you creates some sort of disturbance, you get to ask yourself, why does this create disturbance when that doesn't? And it's because of your thoughts about it. It's because what because of what you're making it mean about you or your time off or not your time, right? And so I don't really like there. I mean, we are always in transition. And then of course, you know, Sunday night turns into Monday and we might stay up a little bit later on the weekend because we don't have to get up quite as early and get the kit, you know, Emmett off to school and all of that. But I don't, 
decide that I can't do something on a Sunday night or that I can't stay up later on a weeknight if I want to or go to a show or get a baby, like figure it out. I really like to just view this like week, workday, weekend thing. It's really limiting our experience and the way that we get to place our heartfelt intention into with our attention, right? And be satisfied in every moment. And I had to do this really intentionally when I was taking care of Emmett full time at home. And I started working from home where I had to really, I was excited about doing so much content creation and coaching and all of these things. And when I wasn't on my work hours, there were times where I'd like be like, I want to go work or like have these thoughts that like there was one more thing to do. And it was really taking, you know, I would get frustrated when it would interrupt me or I would get, you know, frustrated about like having, thinking that there was more to do when I'm trying to spend time with Emmett. And I remember even when I was drinking, putting him to bed at night, and this is when he was really little and just like thinking about like, oh, I can't like wait till he falls asleep so I can go finish drinking right now like that sucks. And so it's whatever's right. And there's no judgment. This was just the conditioned behavior of my mind. And, but when I placed my attention with my intention, everything becomes satisfying. We can be here now. Yes. Of course, when kids are kicking and screaming, or if there's like a thing that's really unexpected that creates, you know, a nervous system response, it's like, no, I don't want to spend my time like that. But when we we become take more personal responsibility for how we are responding to life things become much different we feel differently about them they don't become so much of a problem and things can become more neutral so it's like if my time is not my own when i'm working when i'm parenting when i'm doing whatever right then who's choosing then you've just lost all control of choice right so it's like how can and like this, these are the questions that you can ask yourself. How can I choose love instead? Who's stopping me from saying no? What can I place my attention on in a meaningful way? How can I place my attention in a meaningful way on this thing in front of me? Come to my senses. Be here now. When we're not just working for the weekend, like that's a terrible feeling just trying to get through this so I can get to the other side of that. No, make every moment count. And that's why you have to change your mindset. Now you don't have to, like sometimes work is work. Sometimes you don't feel great, right? We're in cycles and rhythms. We're always in transition of something. But how we place our attention means everything. So we wanna place our attention with intention. We don't wanna just check out because we've been wanting to get away from where we were all day. Then don't do that thing, right? And it's like, this is also the power of coaching. I just had a client reach out to me recently who told me, she's like, I finally left this job that I was really scared to leave, right? Because we were because she was able to do the mindset work of cr- seeing that she was creating a decision out of fear, right? And out of lack and scarcity. But when you say yes to yourself, and we had even coached a lot around getting um, getting her to a place of being more in control, of finding joy, finding satisfaction by how she was placing her attention at that job. But sometimes things are limiting. Sometimes there's we just get to the end of our rope and we want to move on or we just want a new experience, right? So Love where you're at and then decide. But if you're just working for the weekend, 
that's going to be one problem why you can't get through Friday night, right? So how can every single day be satisfying? Something that we like to do, and I'm sure you've heard about this, is like find the rose, the rose and the thorn. But it's like, why is it like the thorns are just moments of growth and opportunity, the rose, the thorn and the bud. It's like, what was your rose today? So The final thing I want to talk about in this episode is transitions. We're always in transition. And and I've mentioned this several times in the show, but how do we give ourselves grace and lower our expectations instead of trying to create a synthetic environment that's going to meet our expectations when we could just change what they are? right? And it's like, we do this with our relationships, right? It's like, if someone acts out of line with how we think they should, it throws us for a loop and then we need a drink. But nothing is guaranteed. Nothing is certain. The only thing you have control over is how you react, how you respond, how you take personal responsibility for your thinking, for your emotions, for your beliefs, and then for your behavior. Okay. So it's so important to just accept Life is going to constantly be changing. Everyone around you is constantly going to be changing. And if we're having to control our environment, right, to create the safe haven versus just changing our thoughts that make it feel threatening or that make someone else's opinions feel threatening or someone else's behavior feel threatening or, you know, my time is not my own then you're going to struggle for the rest of your life. So this work isn't just about alcohol, but it's how you're viewing the objects in front of you. So the first part is to just accept what you have control over and where you don't and really see that what you do have control over is your view, is your opinion, your opinion about alcohol your opinion about feeling sensations in your body, becoming the witness, becoming the observer. And that changes everything. You don't have control over the chemical makeup of alcohol. You don't have control about other people drinking. You don't have control about the marketing that happens to you, but you do have control about what you think about it and what you believe about it. And this is going to help you get through Friday, (laughs) right? And what about getting through Friday, right? Like it's also your expectations of what needs to happen on Fridays. Friday, need to be something special and different than the rest of the week, right? Why isn't the rest of the week special? What if Friday was your opportunity to go to bed early? What if Friday was your opportunity to turn off the phone or to go out and stay up all night just because you can, right? But that doesn't require alcohol. Lots to think about here. Transitions, right? How are you transitioning through your life? How are you expecting things to be the same from morning till night, from spring till Christmas, from new moon to full moon, right? Through your hormonal shifts, right? Things aren't going to be the same. So you need to understand how do you want to look at transitions? How do you want to transition gracefully into the rest of your life? The first part is acceptance. The second part is curiosity. The third part is compassion. And the fourth part is committing to your truth and then not being afraid to share that with everyone. I hope you have an amazing week. Imagine taking the podcast every week to the next level with achievable goals and an action plan tailored specifically to your needs. Finding personalized support is how you gain control of your destiny. 
In my private one-on-one coaching program, Fast Track to Freedom from Alcohol, you get your own personal cheerleader, that's me, every week, helping you get clear, stay curious, and committed to what matters most versus resigning again and again to your habitual patterns. Every big change starts with one next step. Schedule a complimentary call with the link in the show notes or on my website, marywagstaffcoach.com to get a new perspective on an old habit.